Hello, welcome to the Comprehensive Canadian University Guide, where we invite guests from various universities and institutions across Canada to speak about their experiences and provide helpful tips for prospective students. If you like this episode, please rate and share us on iTunes and follow us at CCUG Podcast on Instagram. Just a disclaimer, we're not associated with any of the universities or institutions featured on our podcast. This content is accurate as of the publishing date and is only applicable for the 2020-21 academic school year. We do not take any responsibility for future changes in admission protocols. You're listening to the CCUG Podcast. I'm Vanch. And I'm Noam. And today we have guests on from McMaster's Computer Science and BTEC programs. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Sam Simbaluk. I'm going into my fourth year of computer science at McMaster. Um, during my time there, I've been involved with a couple clubs, uh, the Computer Science Society, including being last year's president, as well as the Engineering Welcome Week team, which is the Red Suits. Um, I've also been on an internship my three summers. The first internship was at a local company called Caliber, and then the last two I was working with Google. So my name is Chriselle. I'm a third year automation engineering technology student at McMaster within the BTEC program. And I've been involved with EcoCar, being on two separate sides of sub teams, as well as being a lot into the mentorship programs within the Bachelor of Technology Association, as well as MES. Hello, everybody. I'm Patricia from the recruitment office. I'm a McMaster graduate myself, so very comfortable with McMaster, and it's always a privilege to be able to promote the school. Um, but of course, I'm not the best expert today because we have two awesome students with us uh, to really highlight both the BTEC and computer science program. So excited to uh, support students uh, after they listen to this podcast afterwards. Awesome. So this next question is going to go to you, Patricia. How many students are in the McMaster CompSci program and how many are in the Bachelor of Technology? If you could also maybe mention the difference between the two degrees. Yep, so um, just to quickly start things off, so we are focusing on both BTEC and computer science today. Um, they are not programs that we've matched together because they are similar, but um, they are two very important programs that students are very interested in. So in BTEC, BTEC we technically, uh, target around 240 students uh, for enrollment purposes. Uh, but of course, as you know, any program, any school, uh, enrollment could range um, up and down on a year-to-year -year basis. But typically, because BTEC has three different uh, program options for students to consider, uh, we'll go into more detail later on. Um, they typically target around 80 students per program. So that's for the Automation Engineering Technology Program the automotive and vehicle technology program and biotechnology as well. For computer science, so you're gonna hear some exciting news that uh, we are redesigning the first year curriculum, but that program itself tends to be on the smaller end, at least in the past, it's been around 50 students uh, year to year. Um, but the fabulous part is that this program is growing. It's still gonna be small and tight knit, um, but we will notice that the number is growing year to year. So this year we've accepted over 100 students. Next year that number should be growing to 130 and growing a little bit on a year to year basis. So this program is becoming really popular for sure. Um, I'll leave um, maybe Chriselle and uh, Sam, do you want to give your best 
30 second spiel to, to talk about what, you know, what BTEC is, what CompSci is in a very user-friendly way for a maybe grade 11 or 12 student listening in. So with the BTEC program, we're actually uh, more hands-on. That's basically what the program is. It's like togetherness with the hands-on as well as learning theory, so theory and practice. So we've got over your four and a half years as a BTEC student, regardless of what stream you're in, you've got 750 total lab hours, which is a lot, but it's very good to look on your resume to see that you've got like hands-on on various projects as well as like uh, industry experts as professors who have done um, a lot of projects during their time within the industry and then have further come into Mac in order to teach us as students about like what are the modern technologies and what are the, you know, good stuff about it. So. Um, and in terms of CompSci, uh, so CompSci just will generally prepare you for any kind of programming uh, job you'd like to get in the future. Um, but it also goes into more of the technical details, um, slightly more than, say, uh, software engineering would. Uh, so it'll focus on the theory and you'll get a little bit more uh, kind of um, math of computation and uh, history of computation with that. But like I said, uh, it's a good program for anyone who wants to get into software as a career afterwards or continue with computer science uh, in academia as well. All right. So uh, why did you guys choose to attend McMaster for your respective programs? And why did you decide that you wanted to pursue what you ended up going into? Um, so I kind of always wanted to get into the software field. Uh, for me, it was kind of deciding between CS and software. So coming out of high school, I applied to CS and software at Waterloo and at McMaster. But the reason why I didn't apply anywhere else was because I really uh, I had experience with McMaster a little bit. I've lived in Hamilton my whole life. Uh, I was part of the uh, LEAP camp as a kid. And so I really liked the campus, that kind of thing. And so I thought it would be nice to uh, be able to go to school here. And uh, yeah, that's where I ended up. So for my end, why I chose Mac was initially, I wasn't really sure about what I wanted to do. I knew it had to be something to do with engineering because I enjoyed that the fact that being an engineer, you've got the mobility of which type of industry you want to go into, what type of leadership position that you want to go into. So I also had a strong passion for business. Coming across the VTech program, let me see like what the VTech program was about because it had included my love for hands-on as well as the business side. So being a VTech student, you do get a um, diploma at the end as a business certificate. And 25% of your curriculum is actually management-based courses. So once you graduate, you're both having that engineering theory and practicality with under your belt, as well as the business leadership. And so that was something that I fell in love with the program, as well as I like the small size classes and the fact that I was told that there were like a lot of like opportunities to talk with profs. And I personally like that person-to-person -person interaction. And so... The faculty of engineering community was really opening and welcoming as well as like the naturistic views at Mac and I really enjoyed that so. All right so now we'll be going into the academic section. Uh, the first question is for the students. What does first year in your McMaster programs look like in terms of courses and academic workload? How many hours does the average first year student in your program spend working in a normal week would you say? So my experiences will be a little bit different than those coming in. Um, when I took my first year, uh, there was only six required courses for computer science. 
So I had four electives to deal with, which was actually a little bit difficult because it's hard, especially in first year to find four electives because you don't have any prerequisites for anything. Uh, so that's changed now. Uh, you'll have five, um, eight uh, courses over the year for computer science. So that's four and four. And then you have your one elective. And in terms of workload, I think it's going to depend. Uh, math can definitely be quite difficult. There's three courses. Um, and so depending on how you are with math, you can spend a lot of time practicing and you just kind of want to spread that out. I, I think maybe as a ballpark, I would say one to three hours for each hour of class is fairly reasonable. At least you should kind of plan for that. And then um, definitely give yourself more time than you think early on. And then as you kind of grow in your experience with university, you can decide whether uh, you, know, you can accomplish things quicker and figure it out that way. And yeah, so with the BTEC program, actually, um, you start off choosing your specialization from the beginning. Regardless of what specialization you're in, the first year is pretty much general. Everyone takes the same courses, uh, six courses. There are actually no electives. So you just go into your schedule and then just choose the uh, courses that you want to take. And then from there on, it's just as uh, Samuel had mentioned, on an average schedule, it's like six hours a day is dedicated to classes because sometimes we have those two-hour classes. And as well, in BTEC, we do not have tutorials, so they're mainly made up of just classes and lectures, uh, labs. All right. Sounds neat. But many students want to know, well, this sounds very complicated. So what learning resources are available for students and how much time do professors spend helping those that need it? All right, so with the BTEC program, um, there is a lot of learning opportunities as well as especially coming into your first year. We've got like mentorship programs in which you can reach out to your mentors and then they would have to help you with like the course difficulties that you have. We also have TAs available. Although we do not have those specialized into tutorial classes, they do have classes that they host offline. So outside of school, they're really accommodating. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of that is is very similar for computer science, um, with the addition that most of our courses do have a weekly uh, tutorial. So you'll have generally three or four hours of course uh, lectures, and then you'll have a tutorial. On top of that, uh, you'll see either TAs or the professor will have um, like a few hours of office hours a week. Um, and like Crystal was saying, uh, that's uh, going to be uh, pretty flexible. Um, professors will be very happy to meet with you um, if you can't make it to those times. And a lot of times I'll see that those office hours really go underutilized. Um, and in the courses that we do have where people are really looking for that extra support, um, like we have a second year discrete math course uh, that can get pretty hectic. Uh, and the professor actually went and hired more TAs. So there was more time available for people to get the assistance they need. Um, on top of that, just kind of generally at Mac, there's a peer tutoring service. Um, and so I believe it's like $18 an hour. And you can uh, be connected with someone who's gotten like an A minus or above in that course and can tutor you. And you can also go, there's both a math and a CS help center, uh, where it's just people with general knowledge in the subjects that are going to be able to help you pretty much with anything in first year. And then as you get into later years, you might have to try and schedule something with someone more specialized to get that assistance. McMaster's computer science and BTEC programs are often portrayed as being very close and tight-knit. Did that help with the community building and making friends aspect of first year? Yeah, uh, I found that uh, even like in first year when people are just getting to know each other, um, the Computer Science Society put together some kind of study events 
for people in specific years. So we had like pretty much half the class, which was only about 20 of us, but uh, half the class come out and uh, work on a particularly hard midterm study for that. Uh, and then, yeah, as you kind of uh, get to know people, you will be able to, to get good study groups and lots of people are definitely willing. And it's very encouraged uh, that you find people to work with. And professors will even, if you don't have a group, they will actually help you find one because it is such an important part in computer science. Yeah, very similar with the BTEC program as well. Like we have events that are very much hosted or aimed towards the first years, especially because we want them to thrive, especially like social events as well, like game nights, trivia nights. Those are really fun to attend. That's where you make the most friends as well. Everyone's out there to help each other. We're not here to compete. We're here to, you know, watch each other grow. And so uh, this next question is for you, Sam. From our understanding, McMaster Computer Science doesn't have any specific specializations for students to enter. Why is this? And does it put McMaster students at any disadvantage? Um, I don't really think so. I think uh, it gives people the opportunity to have more flexibility with what they're specializing in themselves, even if it's not kind of an official uh, designation. With the way the new curriculum is, all your tech elects are very focused in your final year. Uh, so there's a lot of flexibility to kind of take whatever interests you. And I think um, what's really complementary to doing computer science is doing personal projects in your free time. And so you can really kind of create the specialization yourself if you, if you want to do that. Uh, take courses, like say you're into um, like video game development, you can do personal projects in that, take the video um, game design course in later years um, and kind of specialize on your own that way. And in my experience, I don't really think uh, companies care too much um, if there's like an actual designation or not. They want to see you actually use the skills you purport to have. So having the personal projects, in my opinion, is more important than the specialization. And do students in the computer science program have the option to take an elective or a minor in something that they might be interested in outside of computer science? For sure. So yeah, you can uh, definitely do a minor with the CompSci program. It's actually almost, it is set up to allow you to do that. Um, I am not going for a minor. I was initially planning on doing a physics minor. So in first year, I took two physics electives. Uh, and then in second year, I did the same. Uh, but then I ended up deciding that I didn't really want to focus on that. And I just wanted to use my electives to do general interest. Um, so another course I took in first year was Commerce 1AA3, which is like intro to accounting, uh, which is actually super useful managing the finances on the Computer Science Society. Um, and I've actually, like, I still use that course today just because of the, the skills it gives you. Um, but yeah, lots of people minor in different things. Math is very common because uh, you get a lot of those prerequisites you need just by default in first year. But you can really do anything, a language minor. I know some people who are minoring in French. Uh, physics is possible, like I said, um, and it's really up to you to do what you want. Fantastic. Uh, so we know BTEC does have a number of specializations for students, which students can enter in the first year. So what are some of the most competitive? And if a student wants to switch after deciding another specialization would be better suited for them, how hard is it for them to catch up with a new class? Yeah, so basically BTEC has three specializations, as I've mentioned before, which is the automation, automotive and vehicle technology, and the biotechnology. I know some of my friends who uh, went into BTEC the first year, but then wanted to move into regular eng or core eng. And so for in that case, they had to redo the year 
they're honestly really accommodating. There are some courses that I know basically are overlap between the BTEC, um, some of like math courses and stuff with relation to the regular core engineering students. Yeah, and uh, I can add to that as well. Um, in terms of switching programs, this goes to all of our faculty of engineering programs. It could be, we always get even asked um, from a prospective student standpoint, you know, if I'm in comp sci, can I switch into software? If I'm in software engineering, can I switch into computer science? And the same goes for BTEC if I'm in automotive, but then decided I want to do automation, is there flexibility? So we always tell students, go see your academic advisor. Um, how our academic advising office works is that students are um, connected with an with a advisor specific to their program. So they are available obviously now in a COVID world uh, through probably Zoom meetings as well. But um, in that case, they are the go-to for students who are looking to either talk about what options they have about when to transfer, how to transfer, and uh, all that jazz. And Chriselle, can you talk a little bit about which specialization that you're in in BTEC? Yeah, so I'm currently in the Automation Engineering Technology stream. And so within that, it's very similar to mechatronics in the sense of you've got mechanical courses, so like physics and stuff like that. It's very nice in the way that most of them are recaps of like grade 12 courses at least in the first half of the semester. And so during those times, figure out your balance. And that's basically my experience with the uh, automation field. All right, so now we'll go into the extracurriculars and student life section. So the first question is, what is student culture like at McMaster? And what is the social life like for computer science and BTech students specifically? So uh, the social culture at Mac is one of my favorite things about the university. I think it's really good and very constructive uh, where everyone's kind of on, on the same team. Um, so I've been a part, like I said, of Red Suits. So our job is to welcome new first years, uh, but also just build the community uh, at events throughout the year. And I think um, it's one of the most welcoming communities I've seen. Uh, you can really be yourself and be accepted for that. And I think that's really cool. Um, in terms of comp sci specifically, again, it's it's very much everyone's kind of on the same side. Uh, we're not trying to compete against each other. Um, and there's also a lot of events that get run, let's say, like with the Computer Science Society. So they'll bring pizza and snacks and uh, we'll kind of hang out, play board games, play video games or just chat. Now, even uh, virtual the Computer Science Society has created a Discord and there's events going on virtually uh, through there. So that's really good that they're able to keep that still during COVID. I, I, I agree with these two as much. I, I know I mentioned I was a Mac grad myself uh, not too long ago, but just um, working in the recruitment office and getting to work with so many comp sci and BTEC students, uh, something that I also hear all the time from some of our student ambassadors is that, you know, the best part of their undergraduate degree for both comp sci and BTEC, I think students are, you know, really looking to make themselves stand out when applying for their co-op jobs. And how do you do this from like a professional level, but also personal level? Well, you choose to get involved. And BTEC students, I know, Chriselle, you were saying that you have that passion for cars. And um, 
I'm no expert in what other schools are offering in terms of car teams alone, but there are so many from Baja to solar car to eco car. Um, there's something like space related teams that I know BTEC students are involved in. And then not to put the stereotype on computer science where you're all passionate about coding and such, but I know there are programming courses and comp sci students. I swear to goodness, you folks are like attending hackathons on a weekly and weekend basis, jumping around universities to do that. So, you know, without going into the full list of what comp sci students do, what BTEC students do, I think the message here that we want to share is the community is something really special at McMaster. And there are so many clubs, so many teams that are very catered towards, you know, what students in comp sci and BTEC are learning, but also to do something outside of that specific field. So if you're passionate about social justice or the arts, um, you can get involved in initiatives like that through engineering, or you can be, you know, a bit wild and, you know, maybe you're tired of all the engineering stuff you can do and you want to get involved in other clubs and teams. So McMaster itself has over 350, you know, clubs and teams. And I, I don't know, there's probably a cheese making club, uh, you know, a meme appreciation group. And if it doesn't exist, you can always start your own club. And something I want to throw in there as well is that students can get course credit for being involved in clubs and teams. And I think students don't know that coming in. So we can we can all rave about the clubs and teams and the community aspect, but we'll leave it at that for now. So if you're a student and you lived in the residence, uh, what was your experience like during that time? I personally lived in Woodstock um, on campus my first year, and it was a really good experience in which the Dons itself or the I forget what you call them, but city advisors. <laughs> the yes. <laughs> yeah. So these people are honestly the greatest and most humble people and they're out there to help you. Like I remember I was doing my midterms and then they obviously knew like it was around midterm season. And so like one time they knocked at my door and they were like, Hey, are you doing okay? Here's like a piece of cake. So that was pretty amazing. So Honestly, being on campus was the best thing because like you just wake up and you're honestly in McMaster's backyard, uh, which was great. And going to classes, especially if you start off early in the morning, um, definitely a lot of food places to eat on campus as well as off campus. There are opportunities for you to get involved uh, throughout the year. And so with off campus, there were like with your McMaster ID, you can just go into like most of the food places and end up getting discounts which was pretty great and especially for those off campus so now i live off campus since i was in residence first year and honestly they're great so so our next question is what are some popular extracurriculars at mcmaster both generally for the entire university and especially for students within your programs uh so uh, what a uh, club that i'm involved in is the computer science society um so this is part of the kind of student government that's in, inside of ENG. So the MES is kind of the highest level, which is for all of engineering, including BTEC and CompSci. And then each of the individual programs have their own kind of government where they have a budget that they can use to uh, run events. And they also kind of petition on behalf of the students towards faculty. Um, and then there's also a lot of other uh, clubs that are both academic and non-academic. One that I really recommend uh, is the McMaster Engineering Musical. Uh, so that's a musical that is put on every year uh, purely by engineering students. Uh, so they do all the writing, all the performing, all the set design, everything. Uh, and so if you want to break from academics, that's a great way to do that. 
Yeah, so one team that I'm a part of is the, the McMaster Engineering EcoCar. So being part of this team really helped me build on those skills, especially going into my second year, which I ended up learning more about. I've done so many projects with them, as well as going on trips with them. So we've been to the U.S. quite a lot uh, for our like competitions and, and workshops. And another team that I've also been on, which is really great, is the MES Student Ambassador Team, which is honestly the most fun I've had besides being on a technical team. So although this is like tailored to the first years and like the first, um, also the prospective students. So the Student Ambassadors, their main objective is to make everyone feel welcome. So it's very similar to what the Red Suits are doing, except we're like on a smaller base. And we just talk to prospective students who are coming in about um, McMaster and how the engineering life is all about. So now let's switch over into the student support and co-op section of this episode. So uh, we know that McMaster Computer Science and McMaster BTech both have co-op programs that all students are required to participate in. So could you talk a bit about how the program works? Yeah, so just one thing to note. So these both programs have co-op. BTech is our special case with co-op. I'll share that in a little bit. But computer science, for those who've already heard the spiel for engineering and iBiomed is quite similar. The main sell and most important thing to take away is that the program is optional. So what that means is that students, when they're applying on OUAC, for computer science specifically, they have two choices. Do they want to opt into the co-op program or not do co-op? Of course, majority of our students want the co-op option for many reasons that I think are you know, quite obvious. So we're not going to go into too much detail just yet. Um, so yeah, that's one thing to note, but the best part is that it's flexible. So for the ones who want to do co-op, which is highly recommended, and I think Sam uh, can chat a little bit more about his experiences. I, the word Google sounds really exciting for where to work during uh, your time in your undergraduate degree. So I'm dying to find out what that was all about. Um, but that it's flexible in terms of you can decide how, when, and where to do your co-op. So typically students after first year and second year will do four months. And then after third year, they can do a longer term co-op placement, either eight months, 12 months, or 16 months. The minimum to get the co-op designation on your degree is 12 months. And uh, the wild part is that you can do up to 24 months in a four-year program. But if for some reason, maybe you're extending your degree and do five years with us, you can do up to 28 months of work, which is incredible. For BTEC, it's a bit different. So one of the you know, huge strengths of the BTEC program is that students are actually expected to do co-op. The minimum is 12 months. That's a requirement to graduate. But of course, students are always encouraged to do more than that. And many of our BTEC students do. Um, it works similarly in BTEC a little bit, so students after first year and second year can do four months, uh, but because if you already remember this, BTEC is a four and a half year program, I'm not going to try to uh, draw up a map for you of what all the options are, but halfway through third year students actually take an eight month placement then. But of course there's some flexibility with how students structure their co-op, um, but just I want to remind everybody that BTEC it is actually a requirement to graduate. And so Sam, maybe you can talk a little bit about what, we're, what your co-op experience was like at Google. Uh, sure, um, so I basically, uh, so I, I had a co-op after first year. Um, so that was at a local company that I actually met one of the developers there at a conference and then connected that way. 
Um, and then throughout the next year, I spent time working on personal projects, using a lot of the resources that ECCS offers. Um, so they do have a job board, uh, but what I find most valuable is the other services they offer on top of that, uh, which is stuff like resume roasts. Uh, they run networking events on campus. You can talk to recruiters, ask them what they want to see. And I think that's really good feedback. Even if you see an event and none of the companies there interest you, go to it and talk about your resume, show, show them what you have and ask what they're looking for. Because a lot of companies are looking for similar things. And uh, if you know what those are, you can kind of optimize for that. Uh, so in second year, I applied to the, it was then called EP, now it's called STEP. It's a program at Google that is specifically for first and second year students. Um, and so I had to do two technical interviews for that. Um, so that involves a lot of algorithms and data structures, which was something that we hadn't actually learned at that point um, in the computer science program. Uh, but now that's actually changing a little bit because stuff is being uh, put earlier on. Uh, so you will have some algorithms uh, there, but also it's something especially for like a job at Google, you would want to do a lot of practice on your own time. So did those interviews. And then uh, a few months later, I think in like February, I heard that I got the job and I spent the summer working at the Waterloo office. Um, and then after you get a co-op at Google, you have an option to do a return co-op. And so this is a little bit easier and they generally don't require another round of interviews. They will just base it on your performance for your previous internship. And then if your performance was acceptable, meets the threshold or whatever, uh, then you can uh, get a new position the next summer. So that's what I did. And I was originally uh, supposed to be working in California, uh, but of course uh, things went remote. Uh, so I was working from home in Hamilton, uh, but with the uh, Stadia team that's based in California. Fantastic. Um, so now we're gonna be going into the admission section. So the first question is going to be for you, Patricia. Can you briefly describe the application process? So with BTEC, um, so actually for both of these programs, the great thing to note, maybe some might not find this a great thing, but students are actually only assessed on their marks. So in terms of how to apply, it's pretty standard across any program or faculty or school in Ontario. So you're going to apply on the Ontario University Application Center website. And those will close mid-January. And uh, if you are applying from an Ontario school, you don't really need to do much in terms of even sending in your grades, which is easy. That is your teachers and guidance counselors' responsibilities. Uh, but you are only being assessed on marks, which means there is no supplementary application. We mentioned that um, for those listening to engineering and iBiomed, those programs do. But for computer science and BTEC, that is not a thing. So instead, uh, it is the, all focus is on the grade 12 marks. For BTEC, super simple to remember this, uh, top six courses is what we look at. The four that are required are English, calculus, chemistry, and physics. Um, if you are also interested in our engineering one program, you'll notice that those admission requirements are the same. So we do notice a lot of our applicants, um, you know, considering to apply to both engineering and BTEC due to some of the similarities of the program and where you can go after you graduate. So in that regard, that's a double whammy that you can apply to both programs. But again, with BTEC, the most important piece to note is that you're not applying to the Bachelor of Technology program. You have to actually do your research to figure out, you know, which of the three specializations and programs excites you the most. 
if you're all about BTEC, which we hope you are at this point, uh, you can definitely consider applying to all three of the streams. Uh, you get a maximum of three programs to choose from when applying on OUAC. But of course, um, if you're only interested in one, that will be the one that you're expected to apply to. It is not actually guaranteed that if you apply to one, you'll be considered for another. So my best advice on that is to, you know, do some research on which stream seems the most suitable for you. So hopefully that's the best thing that I can share with BTEC to remember that there are three program options to consider and that you're only being assessed on your grade 12 marks. Four of them I mentioned, and then two other, the bonus treat we send to students is that it's your two highest grade 12 university or mixed level courses. And again, I'm just speaking to a student applying from Ontario. Uh, if you're out of province or an international applicant, admission requirements are a bit different. So that's where our website is going to be a good support for you. For computer science, not that it's any or tricky or any different, it's just that the course requirements are a little bit different. So same vibe, McMaster focuses on grade 12 marks specifically. Uh, English and calculus are the two courses that are mandatory, but uh, computer science actually get some flexibility. So I'm gonna share what those courses are. Um, so students have a choice to uh, at least have two of these courses. So it could be a computer science course, it could be physics or chemistry, could be biology, could be earth and space sciences or computer engineering technology. So, so with those courses that I just quickly mentioned, two of them have to be done. Uh, but of course, if the more you do, the better, but as long as you have two, you're good to go. And then the last two to make up your top six um, are the bonus ones as well, like as I mentioned for BTEC, so whatever are your highest grade 12 marks in that case. So I'm throwing all these courses and things to remember, but um, it is on our website which is super easy. If you just Google McMaster admission requirements, that's your go-to for kind of figuring out what is required. And in case anything changes for the upcoming year, that's where you're gonna to wanna to go check. Um, but again, no setback for both. And uh, for computer science, the only choice students will have to uh, make when they're applying on OUAC, as I mentioned earlier, is do you want to apply to co-op or non-co-op? That doesn't really matter in terms of competitiveness. Um, and then the last thing that I want to um, mention with regards to admissions uh, is that uh, they both have a minimum consideration mark. Uh, this has not, uh, this has not changed for computer science, but did change for BTEC this year. So for computer science, because it is a smaller program, uh, it tends to be a really popular program and a bit competitive. So our minimum anticipated range is 92 to 95%. So that's the minimum students need to have in that top six marks to be uh, considered for the program. But of course, um, that's just the minimum. So to be a stronger applicant, we do, you know, let students know that um, this program is very popular. So to aim, you know, a couple percentages higher than that minimum. But of course, that changes on a year to year basis, just on the how many students apply. And then with BTEC, so again, each program has different popularity and different interests from students. Uh, year to year, some programs are more popular, uh, but typically students need to have a minimum of an 80 to 82%. Um, it used to be 78 to 82, so we're proud to say that um, the admission marks are going higher, um, which means the program is getting even more popular, which we're pumped about. And, um, but again, the program is receiving a lot of applicant applications. So again, not just the minimum, 
you want to be competitive, you do want to be a couple of percentages higher than that as well. So I'll stop my very long admissions feel over there. There's a lot to take in. There's a lot to absorb. There's so many factors. Um, but my best go to re um, resource is to Google McMaster admission requirements or to email our recruitment office at thinkeng, so T-H-I-N-K-E-N-G at mcmaster.ca. And our team would love to chat with you about admissions because we all know that that's what you're stressing about or maybe you're really excited about hearing this information. All right, fantastic. So let's say the student applies and they get in. Now, how much can they be expecting to pay in tuition and what scholarships and bursaries might be available for them? So I won't comment too much on tuition because that is um, that does change quite drastically on a year to year basis, depending on, you know, government conditions and if they're doing a tuition freeze or if tuition's going up. Of course, it also changes from a domestic perspective if somebody's living in Canada um, with Canadian citizenship or versus um, an, an international applicant. So I won't go into that much detail. Um, but I, but scholarships, which is super important to us, so BTEC students, computer science students, engineering, and iBiomed, so those are the four programs that make up the Faculty of Engineering, are eligible to apply to our scholarships. Um, it is not mandatory, it's not something students have to do, but they're encouraged to apply. It's super simple because it's one application, and in that application we're obviously looking for extracurriculars, leadership, work experience, and passion for you know, the field of engineering. So it's super easy to apply. And um, once students do apply, we review applications. And if you are a successful scholarship winner, not only are you given that financial support in your first year, uh, the best part is that students are also given an automatic research position for the summer after the first year. So I forgot to mention this for co-op, but um, typically when we think co-op, we think working for a company, but we forget to think that research or working for a startup also counts as co-op credit at McMaster. So that is a student's first co-op experience if they are a scholarship winner. But of course, if they don't want to take that and have a job opportunity set somewhere else, they can do that too. So that's just one of the perks of being a scholarship winner. And again, um, these are exclusive to the Faculty of Engineering definitely um, submit a scholarship application. Great, and so now we'll go to our very last question for this episode, and then this goes out to both of the students. Why McMaster for computer science or BTEC? Uh, so I'm gonna summarize it with three things. Number one, uh, the curriculum is very strong. Uh, you're gonna get a good breadth of knowledge uh, even just in first year. And so that's gonna put you ahead of a lot of other programs and be able to get uh, either those research positions or co-ops uh, earlier. Uh, McMaster does have a strong set of professors. Um, it's just they're trying to hire enough because there's a lot of new courses, but the ones they have are good. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Farmer and Dr. Karakostas who have done great jobs in preparing me and all my fellow classmates for a career in software. Um, I want to also say the community is really good. So that's point number two. A very welcoming, uh, a very like um, supportive of each other, like I've said. Um, and then lastly is the flexible co-op. So the co-op is very flexible. Your hand is not going to be held. You're going to have to go off and do your own thing, but the resources are all there. Uh, the EC ECCS is there to support you and um, you can do whatever you want. You can take a bunch of four months. You can take 16 months off anywhere up to uh, 28 months, uh, like we said. So yeah, I definitely recommend. Yeah, and so with the BTEC, uh, similar goes. Um, 
a few things. So small class sizes, so very good interaction with the prof. You've got that ability to make friends easily, especially in smaller size classes. Definitely the community, as Sam had mentioned, uh, very welcoming, very tight knit, and everyone is out there to help everyone. And I don't know, just be yourself. Just come out here. We're obviously accepting of everyone. And so whatever your passion is for, you can always find it around McMaster. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Patricia, Chriselle, and uh, Samuel for coming onto our podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That's all the questions we have for today. Again, a huge thank you to our guests. Stay tuned for future weekly episodes with other universities and programs. Don't forget to share and follow us on Instagram at CCUG Podcast, and feel free to message us if you'd like to request or have questions for a program not yet covered. Until next week, that'll be all. Have a nice day, and we'll talk to you again soon.